0: it all down inside his own head. Yes, he can. Well done. Love this. Kicks the goal, Harry. No. my check, Chris and Nick Dacos. And the pie's back the other way. He's going to show his
1: turn of speed. Cheers with going Back for Nick Dacos. Away to the 50. Unguarded square. Superb stuff from Nick
0: Dacos. Welcome, listeners, to yet another enthralling episode of MPO Sports Podcasts AFL Edition. This week, we're going to be talking about the pitiful Blues again. Sorry, Woody. And we'll um, dabble on a bit of Geelong, who might have hit a bit of form um, just on their past game. And we will review St Kilda's season as is to this moment in time, seemingly coming off the bye. But before we go into it and introduce the lads, I just want to um, acknowledge that Slatan Ibronevich has given away the game, one of the greats of the world game. And Ange Postapoglu, or whatever you pronounce it, looks certain to coach probably the biggest basket case in EPL at the moment, the Tottenham Hotspurs. Anyway, how are you, Woody?
2: Um, Yeah, good. Both my... Carlton and Spurs are a mess, so that's part of the course. Business as usual, really.
0: Yep, and um, how's our resident Geelong supporter going? Oh,
1: going going just fine at the moment. It's, it's a bit weird um, having a weekend where we've won, but it's been a little while. And you're yeah, on the so Bavarian nice. beers,
0: though. Eh? You're yes. on Bavarian beers? The Uber, the Uber Brow. <clears throat> okay, Apparently, I'm I'm quite sure Borussia Mönchengladbach fans probably drink we'll glad. it, and they'd like uh, um, yeah. and they'd be glad they'd be glad to know
1: I I only got given them for free, so and I wouldn't sort of sit out to buy them.
0: Well, always but that's always that's thing, that's just it? another story. The best beer is free and cold. Yeah, yeah, true, true. I can um, certainly establish an argument for that. That's for sure. So, look, why we're on hot topics. Let's go Carlton first tonight. Was it? What a the silence Wait. is killing me, lads. Well,
2: you know. It, well, the thing is, what can we say about him that I haven't already said the last few weeks? So, we've won one, one game in the last seven or eight, and that was a hundred point win over West Coast. Um, and that's it. That's as good as it got. Um. The only thing I'm going to say for certain is Michael Voss is not the issue now. I've gone through the numbers a couple of weeks ago with all of that. And I stand by it. If you look at his press conference after the Melbourne game, um, he hinted that the players aren't doing what he wants them to do. Um, And I don't know, if you look at the way they play, they slow it down and look outside for options. Um, and try and chip it around. I don't know that um, that would be his instruction. I would imagine that when you've got options running through the middle, that's where the ball should be going. But I think the players are too scared of making a mistake. And the more they're worried about doing that, the more pressure they put on themselves, which increases the likelihood of a mistake. So they just need to play more on instinct and just just that quick option.
1: So that's where you're leaning with this. It's more the player's inability to want to do it rather than the inability to do it. Well,
2: I don't think a lot of them have what you would call reliable foot skills, um, and that's what's causing the issue, I think. But all they're doing is slowing the ball down, slowing the ball down, and then they're just kicking it long to a contest on the wing. And if you're going to kick a ball to a contest on the wing, aren't you you're better off just doing it quicker anyway? So whether you go through the middle or you go outside, you're better off just doing it quickly.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot of players in the Carlton teams that have wanted to move the ball on, is there?
2: No, the two the two best decision makers, if you combine their decision making skills with their foot skills, I would suggest a Jordan Boyd and Adam Sard. Um, and they're both playing off half-back, I'd like to see them both get up the ground and deliver the ball inside 50 because that's where the worst of our kicking comes, thanks, Blake Akers, um, with the entry inside 50. So yeah, why you why you not smarter ball users and your better ball users up the ground to deliver the ball?
1: Why couldn't Saad play in Cottrell's position, for example?
2: Yeah, that's right. Why couldn't he? Why couldn't Sard play on one wing and... Boyd have burst through the middle and they switch it around or or something. Just They're the best boy users. Well, they're the best decision makers. Get them involved.
0: You know what sums up Carlton's predicament at the moment is I was looking at a social media post over the weekend, and it was basically saying how wonderful it was that uh, your Coleman medalist from, was it, two years ago, um, managed to snap a set shot and they'll go, oh, he's, he's getting his, um, you know, his uh, mojo back and things like that. I don't see how taking a set shot and choosing to snap it is getting your mojo back.
2: So he, he did that early on. That was his first goal. Um, that was on a, an acute angle, so I can sort of
1: you can you, could, you couldn't blame him for going around that. the corner for that, for that shot. On oh, that oh. one,
2: but then not long after that, he's tried it one from about 45 metres out as well. So this is what I'm talking about with with um, players not being smart enough with the ball. You know, if Harry McKay is going to snap around the corner, that's fine. If you're on an acute angle, only 30 meters out, but when you're 45 meters out, um, you're never going to make that distance.
0: But the thing is, the greats of the game at goal kicking, I'll name two. Right, Lockett and the Chiefs. Would Lockett. they have snapped? Yep. Would they have snapped that shot that he did? No. Would Absolutely they have most not. likely? Would they most likely have drilled it down the middle of the goals for a goal?
2: Yes. Yeah. This, this <clears> is, <throat> and it's not just Harry McKay. It's rife across the league, and it has been for a long time. Thanks to Stephen Johnson, mostly with this snapping around the corner crap. Um, and we'll use Chief and Plugger as um examples
0: again. I'll chuck, I'll chuck them, someone else into the mix for you before you continue there. Even Stephen Mellon on a set shot would have done the drop punt. But,
2: but let's let's look at the, the two the two big guys first. Yeah, if you go back and compare them to current day players, they go back to the top of their mark, and the top of their mark isn't thirty meters away; it's ten steps. Yeah. Right? So they have a shorter run up. They spend their time lining themselves up. When they start walking in, they watch the ball. They're not looking up around. They're not spinning the ball in their hands. They're looking at their feet. They're looking at the ball, and then they drop the ball, they kick it, they follow through, and then they look up. And right yeah. now, we've got players that are looking up as they kick it and wondering why the ball goes off the side of their boot. Yeah, and not then you look at, look at
1: where they're aiming. They're aiming exactly where they're kicking it. And you see them aiming yeah. you see, you see them aiming sort of far and, far left or far right. You get the
0: same problem. Yeah, that's problem. the thing
2: because they're all they're all trying to run on that arc, but it doesn't matter, you know, whether it's a set shot or in general play. The <laughs> ball, if you if you make good contact with the ball on your foot, the ball is going to follow the same trajectory as you run.
0: You know what, so if Lance? You run,
2: if you if you run in and you swing out, then the ball is going to continue to swing on that angle. If you run straight, the ball's Ooh. going to go straight. And all these players, they try and run on that arc thinking it gives themselves extra distance. It doesn't. If you run straight, the ball's going to go 60 metres. If you run out on an arc, the ball might go 60 metres, but it's got to go 10 metres out to the right, 10 metres back, yeah. and it's actually only covering 40 metres in a in a line. So just well, run and straight, saying- keep, your, keep your run up shorter, watch the ball under your foot. It's very simple. Yes. Yeah.
0: And funny you say that about lifting the head and the issues around that. Even in the game of cricket, you're batting, you lift your head. One of two things is gonna happen. You'll get bold or you'll sky it. And it's well, it's dis- it, it,
2: it, that's right. <laughs> same with cricket, same with golf. You you don't look up until you've completed your follow through, do you?
0: No. I think we've and
2: spent we've spent, uh, the same.
1: spent far too much time on this because anyway. unlike unlike previous weeks. Uh, this wasn't actually the reason why Melbourne, why uh, Carlton lost the game, because um, because Melbourne kicked eight thirteen to six eight. So um, you could actually say Melbourne had they kicked eleven ten, there probably would have been a truer reflection of the game.
2: Yeah, that's right. Anyway, um, yeah, that's Carlton still matched them for inside fifties, I think, as well for the most part. It's Just that that the poor entries are killing them. But anyway, let's move on to Geelong, shall we?
0: Yeah. Um. Why we're on a topic? Geelong did something different, and they won. Um. So yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> Our long, long suffering Geelong fans
1: haven't enjoyed a win for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah about
0: but... a month. About you know. A month or
1: so. Oh, this is. I don't. Know, this is one of the. I haven't seen a game this year where Geelong players had the. I don't know. You. They put the mean mug on. Like they were actually like really wanted it. I can't recall a game this year where they actually did that. Because I think I think they knew if they went five and seven, they're pushing shit uphill. So I think a lot of players knew it. Um so I think it was a big game for the club. And it's just so you saw, you know, when you know when goals are getting kicked and, you know, the other the other teammates are just pumping their fists in the air and and they and they're all they've all got their serious serious faces on when the when the scores are going through. That's that's how I could tell like Geelong wanted it. And I I think so the what, only reason we overwhelmed the Bulldogs is because I think we wanted it more than them in the second half.
2: What was the catalyst for that then? Do you think? And why has that not been the case for the last um, month?
1: Well, maybe it's maybe it was the
2: all, all season
1: really. Uh, maybe, maybe it was getting beat at home last week. Maybe it was the precarious. Uh, position they find themselves in on the ladder, um, and it shouldn't
2: come to that though. should Well, listen, it, like, no, it you?
1: shouldn't. It, it shouldn't come to that. But they're, but they competitors. So, um, but I haven't seen their competitive. Or I suppose what would you call it? Competitive fervor. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that all year from them. They are, they've seemed to be going. They've been seen to be going through the motions for most of the year. That's just a, that's just from my perspective. I don't know about you boys. You don't want, You probably don't tune into Geelong as closely as what I do. But I don't think I've seen that, uh, I don't know, that dog-hungry desperation.
0: Well, one thing, if, if you, I didn't watch much of the game, to be really honest, but the fact that you said they were physical. Um, matches the theory I have on the Bulldogs. Yeah. Is there a substance as butter when you actually have a red dog Crack, yeah, so, yeah, so like, th-
1: that could be that. So is somebody, uh, somebody actually fronted up to the dogs and got in their face and the dogs wilted? Is that a dogs thing?
0: I think it is. Um, it was the same thing that happened when I went down and watched the dogs and the Saints. The Saints went hard at them and they disappeared. And it seems like Geelong did that when it counted. So maybe there's something to be said about it. Well, they
1: chose an ideal team to sort of, uh, sort of get up in their face, didn't they?
0: the Cats. Oh, I believe so. And when you consider the midfield Geelong had with the cattle that was missing, it was a bloody damn good effort. And I don't often say much good about Geelong, but it yeah. was.
1: Look, it was it was their best win for the year. I think, uh, I think Woody, I've made no secret in this pod all year, even when we were winning games by, you know, 10 goals or something like that. I haven't been impressed. Have I?
2: What, what has been impressed, and obviously not just me, but obviously so many people have questioned Geelong's list management. Um so sort of going against the grain of all that this year is um Nevitt. He's only played what two games now, but he's <clears throat> he, he probably gives you some hope that, you know, as guys retire and move on, that there's there's guys waiting in the wings.
1: Yeah, still but he's very he's very clean, Nevitt. You don't see him fumble fumble a whole lot.
0: Was it um, Thomas Stewart's best game for the
1: year? Yeah, I reckon. Right, I think it, it's his
2: probably first good game for the year. If yeah, we're being honest.
1: first real good game. I think. I think because of the stakes and the occasion. Um, yeah,
0: just so well. when he's up, knowing how different a team Geelong can be.
1: Precisely, and I've been. I've also been saying all year. Correct me if I'm wrong, Woody. That perhaps the back, perhaps. Uh, Asaba being in the back line is great for him, but it's not so great for the team. And I think I was vindicated a little bit. <clears throat>
2: yeah, I, I think he's of more use down back than he is up forward, definitely. But um, he's going to miss a few weeks now, isn't
1: he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Is so, he really? Um,
2: and in terms of guys waiting in the wings then, who's who's next man up?
1: for Radigalia in that back line.
0: My question is, is he in, a, in their best 22 when they've got all the pa- all the cattle anyway?
1: Well, well I've, I've always been saying pretty much all year that are we sure Radigalia in the back line is a good thing? I, get, I, get, it, it, point. I don't think
2: I, we're, what, we're 12 rounds in and the question marks we had about Radigalia fitting into the side still remain, don't they? Well, it's
1: just... It, as I, as I said just a bit earlier, him being in the back line and getting intercept marks, it might it might be fantastic for him, but is it good for the team? Would it be better for the team to have a settled Sam De Koning and Jack Henry back there with Tom Stewart?
2: Mm, like what, I what think they that's what they know, the ideal scenario. But then if you do that, probably, <clears throat> you, you can't put Radicalea up forward. He doesn't fit in there either, does he?
1: He could be a mobile so, ruckman. I tell you what, give me. I don't think he
2: can though. That's the thing. Ten times out
1: of ten, same issue with. Ten times out of ten, I would take Radigalia in the ruck before Segler because Segler's god awful.
2: Yeah, but that's that's not that's not a pro radigalia thing. That's just an anti Segler thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I think the issue with Radigalia is the same thing that Carlton's got with Tom DeConin. It's he's not quite good enough to be a forward, and he's not quite good enough to be a ruckman.
1: Yeah, and it, look, he does some fancy, he does some flashy things in the back line, Great, but it has a flow-on effect to other players as well. So if uh, he's flying for marks all the time, it's not necessarily great for Sam De Koning's game, for
2: example. No, that's right.
1: So but, um... yeah, but we got to, we've probably got probably got the toughest draw to round out the season. So we so we got the Bible. We got the bye, but straight after the straight after the bye, uh, we had play, play Port Adelaide in Adelaide. Now, that's not the easiest task going about. In, yeah, in, I'm going to throw a question
2: to you guys towards the end of the pod. We'll get on to yes yeah. we, after we get on to St. Kilda. I've got a question for you regarding Port Adelaide.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me just say: so we play Melbourne, uh, play Sydney in Sydney, play Collingwood again, uh, play Brisbane in Brisbane. Play Frio so even again. Just
2: that five-week stretch.
1: Yeah, play Frio again, play Port again, and we finish off with St Kilda as an away game.
2: So I would say the only one I would comfortably say of that next six or seven weeks that you'd win is Sydney.
1: Yeah, look, so if we win those games and we just make, make it into the eight just on a roll, we'll thoroughly deserve it.
2: Yeah, but right now, with those teams on current form, I would say you beat Sydney. And that might be it.
1: So, so we do, we, North Melbourne is the only game. North Melbourne down in Geelong is the only game yeah. where you where you would you, where you would think you would mark down. i Not not getting ahead of myself. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's not a, and we're, and we're, not a great. We've also game, got but... also got Essendon down at home as well. Yeah, we've uh, the, got, Essendon. Yeah, which yeah. Essendon. Got the Dockers. Got the Dockers at home. I uh, got Port at home. But uh, as, as the Giants showed a couple of weeks ago, it doesn't mean they're not automatic wins because we're... Well, the other thing yeah. is, too, yeah, no. um,
0: with that Dockers game, don't they have a reasonable um, track record at um, at Scumbag Stadium? Well,
1: they beat us there last year.
0: That's what I mean. Like, they got a, so that's, that's no give me. Mm-hmm. And
1: I tell you what, We've I'm surprised... St Kilda that's... at Marvel. And St Kilda, St. Kilda um. were the last team to beat us in
0: 2022. And that was at Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say, uh, the other thing about it is, too, um, I'm surprised you're allowed to play Essendon at Scumbag.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what the go is there, because we can't play Collingwood point, or
0: actually.
1: I'm, I'm actually sure. Oh, you I played Carlton a couple ago. of years ago. Oh, no, we, yeah, we have played Carlton it's there. there. Um, we don't, no, oh, Collingwood or Hawthorne, we don't play there. I would have thought Essendon
0: would up have to... been in the same mix.
2: You would think Carlton, Collingwood, Essendon, Richmond... Particularly um, big
1: four. At the, end of the
0: day,
2: Particularly with the stands the of the not day, quite finished yet. At the end of the day, though, what does it matter if it's if it's um, Geelong's home game? They should reserve the right to play it wherever they want.
0: Oh, it comes. Down know, if they wanted to,
2: if they wanted yeah. to move the Collingwood, Carlton, Richmond games, whatever, to the MCG to take a bigger gate, then good on them. But are they actually making more money with an extra forty thousand at the MCG than they do oh, probably with? Probably not.
1: Well, no, because, their own stadium? Probably no not. because no, because they own the stadium, so they pretty much get all that's right. So, there's probably no
2: financial gain for them to move them either, is there?
1: Yeah, but that's
2: that's a four hour podcast on its own, uh, anyway.
1: It? So, we, yeah, we've in summary, um, I was pleased, I was pleased with their endeavor and their effort, which I probably haven't been at any point this year. So, a big tick for that, uh, a tick for, um, I tick for guys like Nevett, even Mullen, um, the doggies haven't really got anything. Anyone out of note? The Players that are out for the dogs are probably
0: barely scratching the twenty-two, so they're reasonably healthy. Um, Trelaw came back and pulled his hammy. We're literally in about half the quarter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd argue he's in their best twenty-two.
1: Um, no, Ed Richard is. Going I mean, to miss yeah, from I mean before the game,
0: yeah. But, yeah. like yeah, but he was coming back. Their injury, was, he was
1: their injury back, list, so. their, their injury list coming into the game um, is not pretty clean. clean. Yeah, They're yeah, clean, but he was always clean. underdone. Clean bill of health. Yeah, you know, speaking
2: and, of um, speaking of unclean injury lists. Um, what about your mob, Tim After the bye how how do we rate <clears> them?
0: Well, from where I from where I would have um, predicted at the start of the season to where they are. I'd have to, as much as the form has dropped off a little bit leading into the buy, and the buy couldn't have come quick enough. um, But on the back of that, I would um, argue that they're an eight out of ten on where I thought they would have been at this time of year. Yeah, I suppose expectations going into the year. I suppose,
2: and and that's a thing I I think. I think Fox Footy did a a thing on their social media pages during or last week. Um, and they were giving each team a grade, um, and they gave West Coast an F. Now, for me, when you give grade, you've got to marry that up with expectation. Now, I would have probably given West Coast a D because I thought they were a bottom two team, and so far they haven't disappointed.
0: Yeah, I, I would have given them a, probably a C- minus because it's a well, passing but for grade. Me, if
2: that's what I mean. So if they're sitting exactly where you thought they were, then then that's a C, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I'd say a C minus because they have been bent over severely in a couple of games. But definitely. Oh, I mean, a no, that's
2: what I mean. That's why I'd say I'd give them a D. And if we're talking in terms of um, St Kilda, how many wins are they on at the moment? Seven and
0: five. seven
2: and four, seven and five. Seven, yeah, seven and four because I've had the buy. So. I would, I would honestly be giving them probably a minus B- at this stage, considering I thought they're probably a bottom six side at the start of the year. Yeah, so well, conver- they're, converting they're, my they're overachieving.
0: Standards. It's probably around a B. Yeah,
2: they're they're definitely overachieving when we talk about expectations, and we'll go through that in the next couple of weeks with Carlton and Geelong as well. But um, yeah, just from from. Uh, pre-season expectations till now I don't think you could be disappointed As a Saints fan
0: They've only been bent over once And that was in Adelaide um, Which was always Potentially going to be well, a loss Because of the form Adelaide had coming into the game Yeah, Adelaide, uh,
1: Adelaide always have the potential To rape someone At, uh, at home get, get They do and,
0: You know, looking back on St Kilda's start to the season Things started to get a little bit off track when they all of a sudden started to bring back a few of these um, players that were out injured at the start of the season.
1: Yeah, it's their um, condition. What condition are they in? So they're back in the side. Yeah, yeah.
0: memory. The, the week in particular when they brought memory memory back, um, it seemed to be the way they were bringing the ball into the inside 50 completely changed. And it, it hasn't really worked. Yeah, because what did you have? You had maybe Caminiti in and the,
1: basically the smalls around him. Caminiti,
0: you had Mitch Owens, who's still Mitch reasonably Owens. tall. He's still reasonably tall. And then you and had, had the, the small.
1: Yeah. Had
0: I'll tell you... Butler and Higgins and... This will sound a bit silly, but I'll tell you who, a lot of the stats don't back it up because they're not stats that are marked... Because there's a lot of one percenters in it, but I will tell you, who's having a a bloody consistent season and he's put a few goals on the board at times is one Dan Butler. The yeah. work he's doing when we don't have the ball and the work he does when we do have the ball has been really really consistent. So you, so are you
1: saying are you saying and a that's... small are you saying a small forward can actually get kudos for their work off the ball? <laughs>
0: I'm saying Dan Butler has been very team orientated from round one right up until now, and he's played some decent, consistent football this year. No, that's all right. I'm just
1: comparing it to another small forward that we were chatting about during the weekend. <laughs> but um, the yeah, but Butler and uh, Butler and Higgins were kind of your main avenues to goal in the start at the start of the year.
0: Yeah, yeah look, well, I think because Canadian and, and Mitch Owens were, you know. Um, contesting in the packs when it come into the forward line, they were thriving off the ground balls. Yeah, but that, and they'd come higher up the field, and you'd be able to get you'd be able to get kicks sort
1: of over the top, and that's where Butler and Higgins would uh, get loose.
0: Yeah, and look, I, I, I think another sign of St Kilda's downfall, uh, or start of it, was um that absolute bullshit suspension Caminetti got from the sniper, um, punching him first. Yeah, Ever didn't, since he had to help you a lot yeah. Um, yeah.
2: One thing that I've been impressed with And it's on the lines of guys coming back into the side um, Max King's kicking for goal yeah. Yep he's, uh, he's been rather impressive with that so far
0: Yeah, and it hasn't really looked like missing. He's like, no, um, well, I think like, he
2: he kicked he kicked something like eight goals one in his first couple of games back, didn't he? Yeah,
0: he, kicked, he, he had kicked, four straight, and then kicked four, four straight or against uh, Hawthorne, Yeah, I think he had four. Um, in both games, to be honest.
2: And we, um, yeah, we obviously had massive question marks, and you brought it up plenty of times, Tim, yourself yeah. about um, him coming back in and and him being. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes a liability with his goal kicking, but um, maybe that time away from from the games is spent on goal kicking. Um, Well, so if that continues on, then there's no reason that um, St Kilda shouldn't be thereabouts come towards the end of the season.
0: Well, here's one for you. Um, We did we did sort of um, yet again talk about Harry McKay's kicking for goal. Maybe if Harry McKay showed the same level of professionalism that obviously Max King has done while he was out injured and actually practised shooting for goal, it might make a difference because from all well, accounts, that's what he did.
2: Well, I'll give you give you one example from um, with Harry McKay. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember what it was, but um, Brendan Favola was doing some podcast and um, he said back when David Teague was coaching... Um, he approached Teague and said, do you want me to come down and maybe go through a few things with Harry? Yeah. Um, and Teague said, yeah, no worries, I'll get back to you. And then gave Fev a call back and said, uh, no, nah, don't worry about it. Harry doesn't reckon he needs your help.
0: Uh, that was actually funny you say that. It was actually on Triple M, I believe, on, his, on the radio show he's on or whichever radio station he's with. He was asked but, the um, question.
2: That, that, that tells <clears throat> you a fair bit about Harry McKay and his arrogance of, I'd suggest,
0: or lack of professionalism. Anyway,
2: well, whichever. But anyway, back onto St Kilda. Um, yeah, Jack Sinclair, obviously
1: all Australian form. Um,
0: well, I think there's actually two guys, probably yeah, um, um, in all Australian. Um,
1: if, you, if you had the Brownlow then, count, if you had the Brownlow count now, I reckon Brad Crouch might have the most Brownlow votes. But it, for for, St. for St. St.
0: St Kilda, yeah. He'd be
2: close. Um, um, he, he's, he's I think had a good Mason Wood Would have him covered Mason Wood would have him covered I think.
0: Don't underestimate The vice captain Cal Wilkie
2: No, see
0: I would underestimate Those players are a key defender
2: Key defenders aren't going to get votes I think there's a very good chance Wilkie will be an All-Australian There's a very good chance he would be Just about leading St Kilda's best and fairest But I'd also put money on that he would have less than If you did a market right now Up to round 12 Cal Wilkie's brown low votes I would take him at under two and a
0: half Yeah Well look Key
2: defenders just do not get votes
0: and that's just that just highlights how pathetic the Brentley Medal has become. And the no, only, the only
2: we know that. <coughs>
0: yeah. The only, the only award worth um, caring about as far as the best player in the competition goes is the players association's best player.
2: Yeah, it's up for debate, depending on which one. There's the players association, there's the coaches association. Um, the players probably give that more Prestige in the Brownlow I think the Brownlow is a medium
0: so, yeah. Yeah, But um, St Kilda's potentially Got definitely two guys Looking at all Australian um, Who knows if Mason Wood can Come back after the break and continue On from you know the first six Weeks the way he was playing He might even give it a shake this year Should,
1: should, we, should, should, we, should, we, should we run He'll definitely through be the Should we run through St Kilda's Remaining games
0: yeah, so it'd be yeah. good. What do
1: you got? Yeah, so, so Sydney in Sydney, which is winnable these days. You know what? Oh, I see? would give them a win. Yeah, well, you know what? A, you know what they have to do. They is actually take their opportunities. Play, teams go up to Sydney, and they come back kicking more more behinds than goals, and they wonder why why they have four why goals. We they win. Um,
2: they'll kick six goals, fourteen.
1: Yeah, yeah, they'll, get six, they'll kick six goals, fourteen, and Sydney will kick Sydney will kick eleven goals, five or something like that, and they'll end up winning. So. um it's just just one team could go up to Sydney and do that. That'd be nice. Um, you got Richmond, which is another winnable game at the MCG. Yeah,
0: so that's at the G, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> that's always potential for a bit of trouble, but yeah, yeah. no, that's winnable. Br-
1: Brisbane at Marvel, which is 50 which 50. Uh, so I'd Red, argue winnable. Yeah. yeah, West Coast in West Coast yep. Perth. Uh, we'll play Melbourne at Marvel. Melbourne at Marvel, has it had a winnable, if it was at the MCG, may, maybe not, but it's a gettable game. And, look, at Marvel. and,
0: and against and Melbourne, yeah. um, against Melbourne, there is every chance if they deliver the ball correctly that Max King can be more than a handful for Lever and May. And
1: they've got a string of four games, um, North Melbourne, Hawthorne, Carlton, and Richmond again at Marvel. So, all, you know what? All of, of all them, though,
2: are, so that's the next. That's the next eight weeks, I think you've said, and there's yeah,
1: you no, know finish, what, finish the with the long game as well.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, but but the Brisbane and the Brisbane game is the only one that I would say um, I wouldn't be confident that they have a chance. But the rest of them, um, I, I could see St Kilda winning. You know, eighty percent of the games from here.
0: Well, the thing is, too, um, if, oh, if I'm sorry, they finish with Brisbane uh, at the Gabba to yeah. mm-hmm. I was going to say if Kilda actually um, can string together a bit of smarts, bring the ball into fifty, I don't think there's too many defenders that would be looking forward to be standing beside Max King the way he's um, playing at the moment. Is uh, do you want do you want him being your only source of goals though? Eh? No, I want him to be the focal point, and I want he's him. He's not to the actually... only
2: source of goals though, and they've proven that no. with Higgins and Butler and Caminetti. I mean, yeah, and been, um, been Owens, obviously. Um, Mason Wood yeah. kicks goals from up the ground. I mean, they've, they've got avenues,
0: and yeah. even um in recent weeks, um, Sinclair's kicked a couple of goals. So I mean, they're getting getting a bit of goals. Um,
2: they just need to realise that Max King's another piece, and don't rely on him heavily because the other guys have proven that they can do it. And like, you know, if you're going to Max King, you know. Maybe thirty five percent of the time, rather than sixty, then that's a better mix.
1: Coming this Friday night, uh, 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 Sydney dollar St and Kilda two dollars fifteen.
2: Yeah, St Kilda great value.
1: Yeah, well, if they if Lots they a turn. Anyway, um, we might it, it could be worth looking at or even putting in a, so putting this, a putting in a multi
2: stage and with at this stage and with the run home. Um, so there's no reason that Kilda shouldn't make the eight. Well, they won, well they won, with, they won the one, that one seven games.
1: Home. If they go, if they so win five games from here, that's twelve, and that will just about get you there. Yeah, well, yeah. I'd, argue, I'd, I'd be
2: betting the on them to make you, it.
0: The eight games you rattle off, there's there's still a mathematical chance of staying where they are on the ladder, which is fifth.
2: Yeah and with that run, um, a top six finish not out of the question.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, um, that, that is very feasible to hold on to fifth spot or, worst case scenario, not drop too far away and go to sixth. Um, I, I think um, the top four is shaping itself nicely. Yeah, then you've got, uh, you got, so what... got an elimination
1: final at Marvel then and then anything could happen, could it?
0: Yep. Yes, it could. And it might give me another chance to wear my long-sleeve 150-anniversary uh, jersey to a final.
2: Oh, not that you need much of an excuse for that
0: that's actually quite a smart looking jumper to be honest um I just got to uh, lose a bit of the old uh, Stewie Jew around the guts and I'll be fine but right, um uh, so
1: young players shout outs uh, Matthew
2: owens
0: yeah definitely Mitch Owens and don't be surprised if he does all right in the rising star um, I don't I'm not saying he's going to win it but um, there's been a lot of good signs on the old data from champion data that says he's actually playing out of his skin compared to the two favourites. So just depends on what people that are doing the voting look at.
2: Oh, uh, midfielders.
0: Yeah, but he's um, playing a bit mid as well because he is doing a bit of pinch hitting I in the ruck as well. But... Um,
1: you don't see... I don't see Ryan Burns getting dropped anytime
0: soon. Uh, look. Burns is a bit of a journeyman at St Kildare. He'll be in and out and whatnot, but at the moment, he seems to be on the ends. Um, I really don't know if Billings is an answer. Um, coming back, a lot of people are saying he's um, not far off. I don't think Jones will get a game this year. Just to say, I just think the kids have turned out to be that good. And, and, that's uh, not a
2: bad thing. You've actually got competition for spots, and guys just aren't getting gifted. That's
1: games. right. And, uh, I, um, I, I, I drop, uh, games. I'll drop Gresham before I drop Burns.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Gresham can be um, absolutely wow, and then he can be, oh, shit. He's just one of those sort of players.
1: It's a pretty settled back line, isn't it? It's pretty much been the same six all year, hasn't it?
0: It's been pretty solid. Look, um, old um, Dougal gets a bit of um, negativity, and he it can be himself. frustrating. Oh, uh, look. Sometimes his um, ideas on his abilities and the reality on his ability, especially with the foot, leave a bit to be desired. But um, you know, you have, know what I'm going to liken
2: it to, and it's more with decision making. If we go back to when Liam Jones was at Carlton, <coughs> um, his decision making at time was poor and cost goals. But one thing with him and same as Dougal Howard even though that they will give up some absolutely howlers, um, they're going to save you more goals than they'll ever cost you.
0: Yeah, and look, Dougal's been very good one-on-one. Like, he hasn't... He hasn't that's what I mean. That's, that, that's what he's doing.
2: Fair enough, he might turn the ball over by foot or whatever, and with Liam Jones, it was decision-making. Um, but even though a couple of his turnovers by foot may lead to goals, his one-on-ones and how good he looks there, um, he's going to save more goal-scoring opportunities than he gives yep. up.
0: And he can take a contested mark, which can actually rebound you into scoring as well. So, yep. so yeah,
2: you got to take the good with the bad with him, but there's a lot more good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, look, that's a fair comment. Um, and look, I think St. Kilmer's is a lot more cynical of him because Wilkie's just that good. Yeah, he's he's the standout back there, isn't he
1: yeah. there, There's oh, nothing
2: look. there's nothing special about Wilkie. <clears throat> um, he just he does what he has to do, and he doesn't get beat.
1: He's
0: just solid. <clears throat> and the one thing Wilkie does have, um, unlike a couple of um, defenders that are playing that key role, he's actually quite good by foot, and he makes wise choices. Yep. Yep. Let's
1: for, yeah, yeah, I'd say for yeah, say yeah for that for that sort of position. I well, think him and him and Tom Stewart probably have the best foot skills out. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I'd say he's got better better foot skills than the guy they rave about, the Mays and guys like that. But um, obviously, um, you know, he's um, probably a lot smarter with what he tries to do with his
1: foot skills. Yeah, he's got and uh, and speaking of foot skills, uh, Wanganem Malira at half back is uh, setting his up.
2: Doesn't get much better than that, does it?
0: I I think he's nearly at the crossroads where off the back flank has nearly passed him by and it's time to be on a wing.
1: You reckon it's it's time for him to be delivering the ball to forwards? Is that what you're saying?
0: Correct. I think it's getting to that stage where him lowering his eyes inside 50. Imagine him and Hill on a wing each lowering their eyes into the 50.
2: Imagine how good Max King would have it with him kicking the ball to him.
0: Yep, and, and even, as I said, even Hilly, like his game's improved out of sight again this year and he's always had pretty reasonable foot skills.
2: Yep, and you still have Jack Sinclair that likes to get up the ground a bit too. And yep. so,
0: so we uh, were yep. so rudely interrupted via um, the lovely uh, program called Zoom cutting us off. Um, just before we go, you, you mentioned, Woody, about um, Sinclair in the mix with the foot skills. I think um, also St. Kilda at the stage where they've got to think seriously about him being in the guts, and I know they've in some tighter games they've chucked him in the guts. But you imagine having him delivering the ball inside fifty, Miller, um, right. uh, Malira and um, also Hill. That's yeah. and even Mason Wood <coughs> would agree.
2: Yeah, um, and I think Liam Stocker will slowly start to get. Thrown into the midfield at times as well So And there's, there's another nice wise kick around. There's not nice good ball users and good decision makers around um, Yeah um, Which give St Kilda a bit of versatility That they probably haven't had the last couple of years
0: No, that's right And um, Even even some, At times Even Dan Butler's um, use of the ball's quite handy With chipping in passes and that as well So They've got a bit around there. Um, Look, the only way is up. Hopefully, um, they continue that way. But uh, that's probably enough about St Kilda. You wanted to pose a question before we got going.
2: Yeah, I do. But before I do, we've got um, a much more important matter to discuss. Um, That's Falcon Watch.
0: So so, you um, get it in there.
1: There's been a a plethora, a plethora of Falcons. So,
2: Friday night, Carlton and Melbourne, we saw three in the first half alone. Um, Van Royen um, in a ruck contest with Lewis Young, just tapped it down on the top of his head. Um, Bowie on the wing in the second quarter. That was a genuine falcon. Um, the man in front, the ball's gone straight through his hands and and just caught um, Bowie straight on the face, which was amazing. Um, and... Yeah, Patrick Cripps also found a ball bouncing on the top of his head. And then um, yesterday's game in North Melbourne and uh, Essendon, we saw a couple there as well. So five Falcons that I witnessed on the weekend. So um, I
0: don't know if you're Cripps that one meets the definition. I don't know if you're Cripps one of him on the top of the head meets the definition of a Falcon. Because to me, a Falcon's in the face. Oh, there's
2: degrees of Falcon. Obviously, the... <laughs> The the one to the face um, is just Falcon Gold, but um, yeah, you can't you can't just completely disregard the others. I think I think any Falcon's a good Falcon to be honest, but there's obviously ones that are better than others. But um, yeah, that Bowie one um, was a genuine Falcon, so that got me excited. Now,
0: now is, ba- is Bowie? You mean Bowie?
2: Oh, however you say it, Bowie. Yeah, Bowie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: As in his old man played for St Kilda and he plays for Melbourne. Now is he a ranger? Yeah, it's even better when it's a falcon to a ranger. It stands out even more.
2: Well, <clears throat> imagine honestly, if we're talking, you know, just the absolute pinnacle of falcons, would it would it not be a falcon to a red headed kid, like just straight to the face? Would that no. would that be the pinnacle?
0: That would be. That would be are – you, are you saying one of your young lads were at the footy and wore one in the face?
2: No, no, no. I'm just, just running with your redhead theme, and there's nothing quite as good as a, a Falcon to a kid as well, just un, completely unexpecting it and bang. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so that, that was as good as Falcon Watch has been this year, so five five in one weekend.
0: Um, oh, that's, that's almost good. Falcon Watch on steroids, really, isn't it?
2: And look, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's hope that continues.
0: Yeah, um, true. The All question
2: right. I wanted, the question I wanted to pose to you is so Port Adelaide and Collingwood, the top two teams right now, if you look at the ladder, um just who who do you rate as the best team right now? I've actually got Port Adelaide above Collingwood.
0: I'd uh, say the last month, Port Adelaide, but Collingwood has still been up there for a long time. Yeah, I'm not oh, we're,
2: look, we're, I'm not saying I'm not saying by any means that you know you rule one out. I'm oh just no, no, I'm just saying. Playing, so if they were playing this week, who are you picking? I'm picking Port Adelaide.
0: If it's in, if it's in, um, Adelaide Port, and if it's over here, Collingwood. But I think either game would be only a couple of kicks in it.
2: Yeah, no, I, 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 think right now I'm going Port Adelaide, and and that's down mostly to I think their their forward line in terms of their targets up forward. Um, are just that little bit more reliable. So, Collingwood obviously have Meyer check. Um, Mason Cox, yeah, not um, not reliable week to week. Although, this has been a pretty good year for him, but there's still pressure on him. But he's finally found he's finally found he's splitting hairs. But I think poor Adelaide, just for me, what are you saying, Jez?
1: I'm not prepared to just diminish Collingwood for the sake of diminishing him.
2: No, well, I'm saying I think Port, especially the last month, as Tim said, I think Port Adelaide are probably
1: the best team right now. Collingwood. Port are probably the team in the best form.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying right now. Yeah.
1: Who's
2: who's the best team? (laughs) But Collingwood and Port Adelaide, I think, have. have, Presented themselves above the rest, um, but I think yeah. Port just have the edge on Collingwood right now. And Port
0: well. have been and Port have been doing it without pretty much a forward line, like to what they um, could actually have. Like they've been has been very makeshift at times. Yeah, so Dixon's winning a lot of games. George yeah.
2: Yardies is out for the whole year. Um, I just the 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 mix that they bring and and the way they play the game. I think their their foot skills are. Are really good too, Zach Waters, Connor <laughs> Rosie. these sorts of guys, and they're being yeah. led by their youngsters.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think it sums it up. When, when what I said was, if it's in Adelaide, I'd pick Port Adelaide by a couple of kicks, and if it was in Victoria, I'd pick Collingwood by a couple of kicks. That's how good both teams yeah, they, are going.
2: That's why I mean. there's not much in it. But I just <clears> thought, <throat> you know, while those two are at the top, I might just throw that question out.
0: Yep, yeah, that's fair, and it's probably time for. Um, One of the TV shows, Jeremy, watches to start soon, wouldn't it, Jeremy?
1: Oh, no, succession. There's no more succession for me. I'm in uh, deep uh, mourning and uh, deep depression because of it. We'll find something else. Okay. (laughs)
0: Okay. So um, the other thing is too for our listeners to consider when um, deciding what you're going to do with your evening, maybe it is a good time to um, listen to our podcast because as of the 30th of June or, 1st of July netflix is raping all the people that have got um, subscriptions and that share them so i would have thought um there'd be a lot of movement to cancel uh netflix so it might be a good time there's a to...
2: void in the market isn't there there is a void yeah, in the market
0: i'd say, I'd say um, it might be time to subscribe to MPO sports podcast and be regular listeners and if they wanted to do that and engage with us woody what social media would they get the hold of us on
2: Um, Just search for us um, on Facebook, NPO Sports, um, and get involved in our social media posts there. And on Twitter, NPO underscore sport. Hit us up on those. And then, uh, yeah, as Tim said, you can just uh, download the podcast. So whatever your favourite platform is, search for us on that and subscribe to it. Yeah.
0: Which just a couple that come to mind is Apple. Apple there's um google podcasts there's also the good old spotify um so yeah jump around get up get up and get down
1: so instead of mooching netflix why don't you uh mooch the npo podcast on all these and it it
2: it will cost you zero dollars and zero cents
0: and nor do we have any plans about putting in rules that you can't listen to us if you're um sharing your subscription because it don't count (laughs) so anyway the other thing is um when you listen to the podcast once you're subscribed by the um, avenues that we've listed and many more you will hear the velvet tones of zaggy too as you come into the podcast and when you leave the podcast and that will be due to the wonderful editing production by josh watson so there you go listeners there's something to you know, fall to sleep with, fall asleep with. And everything. what we could do, we could have a men's a, a men of MPO Sports podcast calendar coming out with Woody <laughs> as the Valentine um model. Um, so <laughs> and why wouldn't you I? And uh, oh, yeah. Chris, Chris Shields on Chris Shields on
1: horseback with a uh, <laughs> with a sunset spliff in his mouth.
0: All right, and um, and and. and and he's and he's telewhacker, um, flowing in the breeze.
2: <laughs> it doesn't get much better than
0: that. Oh, right, we're
1: going end we're ending on this, note. Thanks, boys. We are. So it's a two room for me. <laughs> All right.
2: Yep, see you later.